Hola mi gente, this is your girl V with another episode to The Voice of V. And I just want to say thanks for the support and uh, want to share a little bit about my week. Um, it has been uh, not too bad. It was a productive week and um, it was so good to hear from some of you sharing um, how the episode uh, got you to thinking um, about some things and also realizing some things about yourself. And the best, best thing that I have heard from everyone so far is how it has given you some hope and some understanding for some of the ways that you have been thinking. So I am so happy to hear that. And uh, so I just wanted to make sure that um, I keep on um, sharing with you guys and being transparent with you. And I was talking to one of my friends today and just telling her how sometimes when you do something like this, put yourself on a platform, you get feedback regardless of who you are. You're going to get some feedback from people that you're close to, some people you haven't heard from in forever, you know, um, and some feedback will be good and some, some feedback will not be so good or you just may not like it. But one of the big things, too, that I was sharing with her is um, feeling the pressure um, or you can feel pressure from people. That's one of the things that I really am working on staying transparent and sharing what I have to say. It cannot be determined by people because my journey is my journey, just like their journey is their journey. There is no right way for me to tell my story except my way. Is the only way. So remember that for yourself. Your journey is your journey. And regardless of whether it looks like someone else's or it looks different, it's your journey. It's your experiences. It's your life. So you keep on going. Keep on doing what you're doing. And uh, just want to shout out to all of you that have listened and have been supportive. I appreciate you very much. And so let's just get started with this week's episode we're going to continue talking about trauma and some of the effects that it has in our lives. So, of course, we talked last week about trauma and it's anything that you find physically harmful, emotionally threatening or emotion emotionally harmful. Anything that causes you to feel that stress and it's not just like just any kind of pressure or anything. It, it comes from um, situations that were intense, extreme it could have been a car accident um, that was really bad. It could have been sexual assault. It could have been violence towards you or someone else. It could have been child abuse, domestic abuse, you know, bullying, anything that's life-threatening. Even It could have even been a sickness. If you were in a sudden like sickness that you thought you were going to lose your life, things like that, and also natural disasters, if you've been through one, that can be traumatic as well. And the most recent and common trauma that we seem to be experiencing now is that pandemic that we are going through. And it has changed all of our lives. And for a lot of people, it has been a traumatic experience because a lot of lives have been lost. So the sudden loss of a loved one is traumatic. You didn't expect it and it just, they're gone from one day to the next. And that is heartbreaking but also traumatic. And so the pandemic has caused a lot of trauma in our lives. And um, whether it has hit home, close to home, like it's it, 
which it has. I don't know anybody that hasn't really experienced a loss from it. And I know that I've shared um, that I lost my friend um, and, and, and it was due to that virus and it was unexpected and it was something that did trigger all of my issues um, or, you know, part that that actually kicked me into it, but also at the same time made me stop and um, get the help that I needed. So it was like, I don't want to say it was a blessing. It was more of an eye opener, actually, is what I should say. It was an eye opener. And so it could be a one time event or it could be a repeated event. So we have seen a lot of lives lost during this current pandemic. But also the other trauma that is repeated is child abuse, domestic violence. That's why sometimes people don't understand why men and women stay in domestic violence situations. Um, they feel like, well, maybe they like the abuse and that's why they stay. But the problem is that there's this whole process that happens. It, it traumatizes them. And there are actually four different ways that we deal or, or respond to trauma. Now, one of the big ones is that I did touch a little bit on was the childhood trauma. And the the sad part of that is children, their brains are still developing. So when childhood trauma does happen, it, it affects them in so many different ways. Mentally, physically, um, their brain development pretty much is disrupted by that abuse that they're experiencing because that's not what they should be going through. They should be protected by the adults around them. Now, in a perfect world, that happens for all of the children, but we don't live in a perfect world. And there are different situations that happen. It could be, you know, one of the parents is gone or both parents are gone. There are just so many different situations. There could be drug abuse on, on the adults around them. There could just be poverty. So many different factors that would it cause this child to be put in a situation where there's abuse? And so that affects them and it can be long term. It goes usually goes into adulthood unless they get help. So you may be somebody that did experience some of those things. I know that I was and there are some things that happened to me as a child that did affect my my adulthood, a lot of the, the decisions that I have made, my behaviors, and just trying to, like, the more that I get to know about myself and, and finally accepting the fact that, that I did experience trauma and not just see it as, um, this is just what happens, it's everyday life, and even that is a reaction or a response to trauma is being numb to it. That's a response, even though it sounds like it's not a response, but it is a response. When you become uh, that type of person that says, "Um, it just happens, get over it, and you just keep going. And But deep down inside and in your mind, there's just still so many things, so many components going on inside of you that even though you're saying that and even though you've become numb to it, it's unhealthy and your body knows that it's unhealthy and it will manifest itself in different ways. And we talked about that a little bit. I don't know if it was in the recap or in the episode, but I know I touched base on that. So some of the symptoms of trauma. Oh, disclaimer real quick or whatever you want to call it. If you experience some of these things, it doesn't mean that you are traumatized, okay? I'm just sharing information, um, some things for you to think about, okay? So don't start thinking, like, if you're okay, that's that's perfectly fine, you know? Um, and there are some things in here that are, could happen with everyday experiences that aren't necessarily a trauma. So please don't start thinking like, oh my God, I need to go see a therapist. Not that there's anything wrong with that because, you know, I'm all for that and I will talk about that a little 
little bit um, later on. But uh, just wanted to say like, it's okay, there are some things that you're going to feel or, or hear that is just everyday things that happen to us, right? So symptoms of trauma, of course, there are emotional and there are physical. You may notice that somebody is always in denial. They may be in denial of the situation that they're actually in. There may be even some confusion. Like I said, numbness to the whole situation. Um, sometimes you'll catch someone that just finds it difficult for them to concentrate. A lot of times you'll see they're hopeless. Maybe they're fearful. Sometimes they're angry. They may also experience a lot of anxiety some depression, there may be shame there, they may be just difficult person to deal with. And there you have, you also have some that will just completely withdraw from everyone and everything. And then on the physical side, you may experience headaches, illness, um, you develop like there's a lot of um, sickness and um, there's a podcast that I listened to, Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she talks about that too, where she had spoken to a doctor and he said that there are lots of illnesses that could be prevented if we understood the effects of trauma and how it affects our bodies. So you could even have digestive issues. I know that I've had that problem even growing up as a kid. It's been a constant problem and, and now it makes sense that I had so many digestive issues and it had to do with all of that anxiety and stress that I was carrying. Maybe your heart is racing all the time. You can't sleep. Maybe you try to numb the pain or the thoughts with alcohol, with drugs. You know, um, those are the physical sides of the, or symptoms. Um, yeah, symptoms, the physical symptoms of trauma. And then some people even develop PTSD and that, I mean, all of these symptoms will interfere with everyday life, but PTSD is, is something that um, causes the person to go into flashbacks and relive that moment and uh, repeat that moment. And it's it, it, from what I've seen and heard and, um, you know, friends that have it, it, it's, it's very hard because they're back in that moment, back in that place. And some of them are veterans that I have seen that deal with that. I've had family members and friends. But it can also be for someone that experienced childhood trauma, child abuse that was, um, you know, some, it, it's repeated more than likely. So um, those are some of the res uh, symptoms, right? And so then our bodies, it's, it's just the way that our mind works. It's so amazing. And the way that our body is, there's no way to say how or determine or predict how someone is going to react to trauma, how they're going to deal with it, whether they're going to have symptoms or not, whether we'll be able to see them or not. There's no way to know that because everyone responds so differently. And I can't say it has to do with how you were raised. It's just we are so complex. Every individual is so complex. Our minds are so beautiful and so different. And so are our emotions, right? And and I can't believe I say that. So our emotions are so beautiful. Because if anybody knows me, I have always struggled with my emotions. But honestly, they just felt scary for me. It wasn't that I didn't like emotions. They were just too scary for me, right? But honestly, at the end of the day, when I look at my life and <clears throat> things that I have done, I am such a loving person. I will give you the shirt off my back. But more than anything, I, I like... 
I will be there for you. Like I'm one of those protectors, you know, rescuers. And we're going to get into that because it's actually one of the first things that I'm going to talk about. So we have responses. We respond to trauma and I learned about four different ways. I didn't know. I just knew fight or flight, right? And so those are the only two that I knew and, and, Really, the one I was more familiar with is fight, which I know you're not surprised. (laughs) So that's the one that I was more familiar with. And um, I just felt like very educated. I felt honestly, a part of me felt some relief. A part of me stopped beating up on myself because I learned that there are four responses. It's not just the two. It's not just fight or flight. But there's actually two more and they are freeze and fawn, right? So, and I think a lot of people know that some people freeze um, in times of trauma, but but the fourth one was fawn and I was like fawn and all I could think of was like a little deer, right? But anyways, it, it's not that. So the response for, okay, so there are positive and negative responses, Um, to each one of these there's a positive and negative um, effect or it can go in a positive or negative way so for fight the positive attributes of a fight response to trauma is that you establish firm boundaries you become an assertive person you speak up you have courage and usually you're a strong leader And you protect yourself and your loved ones whenever necessary. Now, I have always known myself to be all of those things. I have always been a strong leader. I've always been one to protect myself and protect others. And I feel like more than anything, I've always been a protector of others, of those that I love. And so when I was reading this, it kind of made sense to me of a particular person that I helped and I was trying to protect her, trying to help her with her life and and trying to get her to a good place because she just seemed like she needed some protecting. She came off as as someone that was very fragile and um, in the end um, turned out to be um, somebody that was the opposite, the negative fight um, attributes. And so the net and the, and I will tell you it was, um, feelings of entitlement and, and made, and even some narcissistic tendencies. Um, so it was all about herself. She made herself out to be a victim. And when you're a protector and you see a victim, you tend to want to protect them. You tend to want to speak out for them and, and, and give them a voice, right? And you try to help them develop courage. But when somebody has those negative attributes, they are going to be um, demanding. They're going to, like I said, have uh, feelings of entitlement. So that's not going to work. It's not going to work. And you will find yourself like I did. <laughs> it will bite you in the butt, right? But it helped me in a way because it was like, okay, um, I understand. Because a part of me started feeling like, I 
I wish I didn't try to protect her. I wish I didn't, you know, and it was like, hey, you know, but this is who I am. It's not a bad thing. As I was reading that it's a positive thing to be that way, um, it, it, it did give me some relief. I'm not going to lie. So um, the negative side would also include controlling behaviors and even being a bully um, and demanding perfection from others. So those are the things of fight that are negative. So we want to lean towards the positive, of course, but depending on when that situation happened, whether you suppress the feelings or not, depending on what, how your parents or whoever raised you, your caregivers, um, your peers, depending on how they um, dealt with situations, you tend to learn their habits, you tend to learn their coping skills or lack of, and um when you're a kid, you just learn to fiend for yourself and you may become a bully to try to protect yourself. You may um, feel like you have to be perfect. So then you demand perfection from others, right? And um, you may have controlling behaviors. Now the controlling behaviors, um, I, I, don't, I, I never thought that it fell under fight, but I guess it makes sense because you're... Um, you're wanting to be assertive and establish boundaries, right? But in but in the negative sense, you're being controlling because you want to have control of the situation. You don't want to end up back in that trauma again. So you're you want to have everything in order and it has to be like this and it's my way or the highway. You know anybody like that? Um it's my way or the highway and there's no arguing with them at all. Like it is that and that is it. So that's the negative of fight. Now, on flight, um, the I guess we could start with the negative, right? So we don't end on negatives. Um, the negative responses, um, uh, negative flight responses include obsessive or compulsive tendencies, um, needing to stay busy all the time because you're you're running away. You're running away from the problem. You don't want to deal with it. And we know some people that are like that, they will stay busy. Like they will find something. They will be so exhausted, but because they don't want to deal with the situation at home, they will find other things to do. And I have done this before. I remember doing this and I was like volunteering for everything that I possibly could because I didn't want to be at home because home sucked, you know? And it was nothing but arguments and it was just like, just going home, I would even, you know, stay and work late because just going home just was so much stress and it was just so uncomfortable and I didn't want to deal with it. So some people will do that. They will stay so busy so they don't have to deal with their problems. They don't have to deal with themselves sometimes because sometimes it's not about dealing with a problem at home or at work. Sometimes it's a problem in our hearts. And we don't want to deal with it. So we stay busy so we don't think about it, right? So that's one thing. Um, panic, constant fear. If you're always panicking about everything. I know some people that one small thing doesn't go right. And it's like they're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Like just everywhere causing chaos and everyone else to be chaotic. And, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, like, and you can feel that, that, that anxiety, you know? And, um, so that's what, uh, negative, right? Negative flight response. Also perfectionism. That's a flight response, a negative one. And 
I don't want to just like go past perfectionism because I know there are lots of, I was going to say lots of you, but I'm going to say lots of us that have struggled with perfectionism. And I was actually sharing with one of my friends about perfectionism because you may not, if you know me personally, I like to do things in excellence, but I have that negative trait of trying to do the perfectionism. And I thought about it and I, and, and I know where it stems from. It stems from my childhood. Um, I never felt like I was good enough. Um, words were said to me um, as a child that made me feel like I was worthless and not good enough. And so um, I also would, you know, get into trouble for things that are normal childhood things that, you know, kids get into. And I was not given any wiggle room to really make mistakes as a kid. It was just, I don't want to say it was like, I had a, like there, I'm starting to remember a lot of good things from my childhood, but that, that was something that caused me to develop this perfectionism is I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to make, you know, my, my, my grandmother, my aunts, I wanted to make them proud of who I was, you know, and, and, and then I didn't grow up with my parents. So I wanted to make my parents proud. You know, I wanted them to see, you know, that I was such a good girl and, um, so that made me into this, you know, and it might not be as as strong as other people have it, but still it was pretty strong. The perfectionism is there. So even with my, so I was telling my girlfriend, like with my last episode, I have been number one, you know, my friends <laughs> will tell you it's been two years V and that's Dre. I can hear his voice, but I had shared with my other friend and you know what? I'm going to give him a shout out. Um, Roger P with um, no flex radio. He's got his own podcast. Um, but he, he had shared with me because he was doing his podcast and getting back into it. Right. And he wasn't too happy with it. And, um, so I was like, Hey man, you know, like you did good, you know, stop being so hard on yourself and yada, yada, yada. Right. So then when I decided to record, my first one and I was like man I don't know and I'm, I'm I'm talking to myself here I'm not even sharing this with anybody because I just did it. I was like man I gotta do it if not it's never gonna get done right and so then but then I finish it and I'm like oh I don't know I kind of don't and I, and then I remember what I told my my friend Roger and I was like how are you gonna tell him that but yet you're not gonna exercise that you're not gonna you know practice what you're telling somebody else really is that what we're gonna do and I was like oh my god I was like you know I can't do that I can't and 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 it and I and it it just dawned on me it's that perfectionism and I was like no man I, I have been doing the work I have been you know doing my counseling and and I've been you know speaking to myself with better words not the harsh words not putting myself down I'm gonna do it because I'm not doing it for numbers. I'm not doing it for anything. I'm doing it because if I just help one person, then that makes me happy. That makes me feel good. And not only that, it's also therapy for my soul to be able to share. So I put it out there. But the perfectionist traits were like, oh, what if they don't like it? What if this? What if that? And, and are you sure the sound is good and everything? Like I'm thinking all these things. And then I was like, nope, stop. And I clicked upload 
and that was it it was out of my hands and then the next day I was like man I haven't even told anybody I haven't posted it I haven't advertised it nothing because that perfectionism was still there but obviously I got over it and here we are fast forward it was not easy so I just want y'all to know that it was not easy for me Um, because sometimes um, I know once I start talking um, I get to flow but y'all before I started like it took a process you know not just to set up but it's like okay I'm gonna talk about this I'm talking about that okay are you sure got all right and and are you sure about this and that and then it's like okay and then I'm like let's do it and then I'm like oh man I'm nervous I'm nervous I'm nervous okay 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 all right we can do this we can do this right so I have to prepare mentally and um I pray too I pray. Um, So negative back to, okay, so we're talking about flight. Okay, so that was a perfectionism. That's something that's negative. It's not a good thing, okay? Now the positive responses, positive flight responses, um, you, you will disengage from harmful conversations. So that means if there's a conversation that you feel is gonna hurt your heart, um, it's not really bringing anything good to your life, you're able to disengage and you walk away. You can leave that conversation. You can say, hey, I'm done with this. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I actually had to exercise that last week. So you know what? (laughs) Pat myself on the back real quick. Because I was actually able to tell somebody, um, you know what? I'm done with this conversation. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And it was like, she did this look like, whoa, okay. But because I was done with it. Because I was starting to get upset, y'all. And I didn't want to go into fight response. You know? <laughs> no, but for real, I was really done with the conversation. It was, it, it was harmful to me in the sense that it was, it was, it was just, um, I felt like she was kind of taunting me. And, and it was like, no, nah, I don't have time for that. You know what? You want to make fun of somebody, go make fun of somebody else, not me. So another positive um, response to uh, flight response is you leave unhealthy relationships. How many of us have stayed in an unhealthy relationship too long because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings because we um, wanted to, I mean, of course, we always want to do the right thing. um, But when a relationship is unhealthy for you, when it's starting to cause you to, um, to, when it's destroying you as a person, you really need to get out of those relationships. There are toxic people out there that really want to make you as miserable as they are. And you cannot stay in those unhealthy relationships. And sometimes it's family members. And I'm sorry, you will have to limit or create a distance between them. It could be a friend that you've had for years and you didn't realize that they were toxic until now that you're deciding to make changes in your life and 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 starting to be more aware of what you need and what's good for you and what's not good for you. And you do have to learn to make that tough decision to leave some relationships unhealthy relationships you can't fix them all they're number one you got to remember you can only fix yourself you can only control your actions you cannot control anybody else's actions so if you're trying to change somebody i'm sorry your efforts are in vain that that person has to want to change for themselves they have to want to change you have to want to pay attention to who you are and you have to be able to decide is this good for me or not? Now, if you understand and grasp the fact fact that you cannot change someone and that relationship is unhealthy, they beat on you, they talk down to you, they make you feel dumb, they gaslight, 
if you decide to stay because you feel like, no, but he's going to change one day. She's going to change one day. You're keeping yourself in a traumatic, toxic, unhealthy relationship that is going to destroy you and who you are. And that is a very scary thing to do. Been there, done that. It has taken a couple of years to get myself back. And even still, it's still a work in progress. Don't do that to yourself. But it's until you're ready, right? And another positive flight response is you remove yourself from the physical danger and danger, physically dangerous situation, such as, you know, if there's domestic violence, if you see something that's going on, it's going to turn into a situation where there's going to be, you know, a shooting or something there. I know there's some things that you can't predict, you can't tell. But if you can tell that there's something that's physically dangerous to you, that when you have a, a flight response that is positive, you will learn to remove yourself from that situation. And then you'll also be able to, again, properly assess danger, right? So those are positives. Now let's move on to the freeze uh, response. So we'll start off with the negative again. So the negative freeze, um, when somebody goes into that mode, they there's a, you will disassociate yourself from people. You may zone out frequently and I know I have been there before where I just completely zoned out um, where my situation was just so like unbelievable my heart was so broken and I just could not believe what just happened to me like it, it was just so I I just froze and I would zone out just even thinking about it my friends would be like hey are you okay are you all right and like sometimes it would take me a while to hear them even ask me that And then it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. But I really wasn't okay. I was zoning out and just, it was just insane. I can't even explain it to you. But if you have experienced it, you know what I'm talking about. You also experience brain fog because you're just so, man, so messed up. And I'll touch on that a little bit too as when we talk about the treatments because the brain fog and and also um, you have difficulty making decisions or even taking actions there there was a chemical problem that happened with me so um the freeze um you will also sometimes may become like not so much a lazy person but you can't find the energy to do anything at all like the things that even the things that you used to love to do and i know that sounds like depression as well but that is a negative response you know to trauma also you may be even afraid uh to try new things that's part of freezing, right? Now, the the positive freeze response is you are mindful. You're mindful of others. You're mindful of yourself. And you are aware. You have this alertness, this awareness. And you are fully present in the moment. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like you're fully present in that moment. You're not everywhere else. You're in that moment. Now, fawn, that's the last uh, response, the fourth one. And that's the one that I really didn't know. Well, I I did not know about that one at all. But it's crazy because it makes sense to me. I could relate to this one so much. And I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people out there that can. So the negatives are codependent relationships. Someone who stays in a violent relationship. You lose yourself. You people please to the point of destruction. And you have little or no boundaries. Man, that is me to a T in my last traumatic situation. I lost all my boundaries. And these people lost respect for me. And my counselor had to tell me straight up, when someone loses respect for you, when they cross that 
that line, for you to get that respect back is pretty much impossible. And that right there made me realize that I had to walk away from that situation because there was no way of getting that respect back. And there were other issues that were happening as well that contributed to that. Um, But it made me realize that I had no boundaries. I was letting someone treat me however they wanted to, like trash. And I'm sorry, I'm not trash. I don't care what I've been through. I don't care where I came from. I'm not trash. I am a person that is determined to, you know what, I was born. And if I was born and I have made it this far, because, you know, the devil hasn't taken me out yet and God hasn't called me to be home. So if I'm still here and I've experienced a lot of things and I've been through stuff, I can tell you I've not had an easy life. But I, I mean, I haven't had the worst life either, but I haven't had an easy life. I, I, I don't get all those awesome breaks that some people do. And I'm glad you do. But my life isn't always 24 seven miserable. You know, you don't see me walking around like Eeyore, like, oh my God, another day. And I hate my life. No, 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 nothing like that. But in the time when I was in this negative response to my trauma, I was staying in a relationship that really was not good for me. I lost myself. I lost myself. And I, I started trying to please this person To the point where, yes, I was destroying who I am. Destroying my very soul for someone else. That is not how you should be living your life. That is not going to make another person love you. That is not going to make another person stay with you. That's not going to attract people to you. All you are doing is harming yourself. And that is insane to me. When I read this, I was like, oh my God, it makes sense. Like it's not, I'm not proud that I reacted that way, but it is a response to trauma. And so knowing that it is a response to trauma, knowing that even though it's a negative response to trauma, I also, you know, reminded me like, it reminded me of how human I am. Like, okay, I I can't determine how I'm going to respond to trauma. And that's why I feel treatment is so important. And we're going to get into that. But first, let me go over the positives, uh, positive response, um, fond responses, right? Is a compassion for others. You learn to compromise with people with boundaries though, you know, and you are an active listener and you are a fair person. I can relate to those two. I have compassion for others. And y'all know that. Like I almost started crying in one of my episodes where I was like, I just have so much compassion. I love people. I love people. Sometimes I I know I'll say, man, I hate people. You know, I have some friends that say that all the time. But it's not that they hate people, but it's just that sometimes people's behaviors are just so frustrating. But as we are talking about this, it can help you understand why you are the, the way that you are and why some of your family members are the way that they are or your friends or your loved ones or your coworkers, And think about it, how this can help you as you get to know who you are and get to realize like you're probably looking at all this stuff and, th- and, and this stuff, you can find this stuff on the internet. I'm not a doctor. Remember I told you I'm not a professional. I'm just someone who has been through a lot and I want to get better and I go to therapy and I do the work, um, whatever homework I'm given, I do it. So you can find this information on the web. So don't beat yourself up. You see the four responses. There are negative and positive aspects to those responses. So it's the fight, the flight, the freeze, and fawn, right? So how do we get better? How, how, what kind of changes do we got to make, you know? It's not going to happen overnight. 
I understand that some of you may be in a relationship that is not good for you, that is unhealthy. And I'm not here to tell you what to do with your relationship. I'm just telling you that it is time to make decisions for yourself in the sense of beginning to realize and look at yourself and under, try to understand why you make certain decisions. And some of you may be in a place where you have experienced so much trauma that it's just difficult for you to make even the simplest decisions of what you want to eat in the morning. And I just want to give you hope and tell you that you can get better. It takes work, but you can get better. So treatment. What kind of treatment is there to trauma? You know, um... Sometimes maybe we wish we had one of those little flashing, you know, forget your memory, like in Men in Black, you know, you just look at the light and flash and that moment disappears. And they even give you and they narrate the situation for you. Like instead of, you know, that childhood trauma, um, it becomes, you know, you had amazing parents and they loved you so much and they, you know, encouraged you um, and supported your career decisions to be a doctor. And now you're on your way to doing all that, blah, 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 right? Like perfect work, you know, that would be so amazing, you know, but at the same time, you would not probably be the person that you are. So um, the only treatment treatments or treatment options that there are, of course, there's therapy, counseling, licensed social workers you have psychiatrists and um, they can help you they can figure out what therapy will work best for you and um, you know one of the things that was very helpful to me was the cognitive behavioral therapy and that helped me that would be something you would discuss with your therapist um, not something I can tell you to do or not do but it helped me it gave me different techniques to change my thought patterns and that helped me change my behaviors and also helped me with my emotions um, so that was something that was very helpful to me I remember I also learned about dealing with my emotions because my emotions scared the heck out of me they did they were just too intense for me. I couldn't handle it. And, and there were times where I felt like my heart was going to burst because it just felt like too much. But as I learned to begin to pay attention to what I'm feeling, and also as I started to learn that sometimes when something upsets me, it's not that just that, that I'm just react, reacting in an angry way to something. Sometimes it was appropriate for me to feel upset that for that certain comment that was made to me or something that was done to me because it was crossing my boundaries it was it was you know messing with the boundaries that I established and then it was up to me whenever a boundary was crossed it was up to me to say hey you can't do that that's unacceptable to me and if you can't respect my boundary then we can't be around each other you know so it took time it took time for me to do that and part of that was through my therapy. Um, I would talk to my counselor about different situations and then we would pick which one was like the safest, like which one would be a good good one to start off with to to exercise the boundaries. And then we went from the, the easier ones to the harder ones. And I made progress, but those not so hard ones made me stronger and stronger and more confident in being able to be assertive and speaking up for myself that when it came to the big ones, I was able to do it. Did I feel a little bit scared? Yeah, I was afraid of rejection. I was afraid of losing friendships, um, but I had to do it for myself. I had to stand up for myself. If I didn't stand up for V, 
who else was going to stand up for me? I mean, that's just life. I'm, I'm not saying like, you know, I told you I'm a protector of those that I love. I will protect you. Like, I don't want anybody messing with people that I love. And the thing too is like, I had to learn to love myself. I was not protecting V. How can I be a protector of those that I love and I don't protect myself? And then I started thinking, does that mean I don't love myself? Like, no, there's something wrong with this picture. And there was, there was something wrong with that. I, I was mistreating V. I was mistreating myself. And, and I had to learn to also treat myself as good as I treat other people. I had to realize that I matter. And we couldn't like it. And it went back to my childhood because I did experience some sexual abuse. And I was really, really young. And it, it, it messed up my sense of boundaries. It, it messed up my self-image. And so it, caused, it did cause me to not pay attention to myself. And then also the trauma. I experienced trauma more than once. And there were a couple events or a few events that were repeated trauma. And so, of course, I developed all these different negative responses to the trauma. And so here I am now. And it was like, oh, my gosh, like I can't keep doing the same thing. And I and I had to re- like I it was sad to me that I did not value myself. Not that I didn't value myself. I did not love myself as much as I loved other people. It just didn't make sense. It, how can you love other people and not love yourself? It just does not make sense. So now when I think of protecting those that I love, I include myself because I do love myself. I have learned to love myself and not because like, oh, I had to like put it into my head. Hey, V, you got to love yourself and look in my mirror every day and say, I love you. I love you. No, it wasn't like that. I had to accept the good and the bad because I wouldn't be the person that I am right now if it wasn't for those things. And some of those things I would never choose to go through and I would never want anybody to go through. There are a lot of things that I wouldn't. I wouldn't want any child to go through. And there's some things that I, as an adult that I went through that I wouldn't want anybody else to go through. But here I am. I went through it. I can't change it. But I thank God that I am the person that I am because I could be so many other people because of what did happen to me. I could be so many different things that are not good, you know, and instead here I am, someone that can smile, someone that, you know, some of those things are still, my heart is still tender. Don't get me wrong. My heart is still tender and it's okay though because a part of me, like before I would feel like, no, I don't want to feel tender. I don't, you know, I don't want my heart to feel like this. You know, but now I'm like, oh, it's okay. You know, you're having a tender moment. You know, you're processing, you know, some of this trauma. And and I don't process everything all at once. It's in steps and it's in compartments. And it's, you know, as um, sometimes certain things will trigger. Um, it'll be a season, uh, the different, the change of the seasons. It could be, you know, a birthday that reminds me of someone that I've lost or reminds me of a, a, an event that I went through. And instead of just being triggered and going into panic mode or into a depression, I learned like, okay, um, because before I used to get a little bit like I would feel a little bit down when it rained or it was cloudy. And I was like, why is that? You know, and so I it would just trigger those feelings for me. And so I had to learn like, 
man, like I actually like it when it's cloudy because I don't get sunburn. I can go ride my bike and it's usually a lot cooler. And or when it's raining, I get to, you know, the, the raindrops are actually very relaxing to me. They're soothing to me. And so it was just like learning the things that I liked about it instead of always feeling so gloomy about it, you know. And then there were other things where certain things just triggered a memory. It triggered a time when I felt very, very sad. And it was changing how I responded to the triggers, you know. And that's like a whole other thing you can go into is talk about triggers and and changing your responses. You know, it sounds like a lot of work and it and it is, it is a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's not gonna happen overnight, but it's possible and you're worth it. Like for me, I feel like I'm worth it. At first, I'm not gonna lie to you, when I first started, I guess I'll share a little bit. When I first started going, I, I, I felt overwhelmed. I felt like I can't, you know, but I knew I had to. And as I start, and I kind of felt hopeless, I did. And I'm talking about this year. At the beginning of this year, I felt a little bit hopeless. And as I was making even like progress, and I felt like I really wasn't, but I would share things, you know, um, with my therapist. And, and she was like, she would start clapping for me. I'd be like, what? <laughs> you know? And she would just start clapping for me. And she'd be like, I'm so proud of you. Do you realize that you just stood up for yourself and you were practicing your boundaries? And I was like, oh, yeah, I was. All right. You know, and she would just, she's my hype man. I love her. So it's, and that's why I tell you, Counseling is so important. You need to find that person, that counselor that that fits you, that works for you. Um, and so, I encourage you to do that. If you feel like, if you feel like you need counseling, you need therapy, then you probably do. Um, most of us need it at some point in time. Even if you're healthy, even if you are okay, it doesn't hurt to because of everything that's going on all the changes our lives have changed you know through this pandemic it doesn't hurt even if you um experienced uh new events in your life that are good maybe you got married maybe you had a baby um maybe there was an addition to your family you know your you know a relative got married or whatnot it could be positive things maybe you got a promotion at work those are all things that are good for you um but it's life-changing so it doesn't hurt right so therapy is not a bad thing. We don't have to look at it as a, a negative thing. I know a lot of in our cultures, in, in um, Latino cultures, black cultures, and I know this because speaking with my friends and even Asian culture, you feel like you don't talk about that stuff. You don't go to counseling. Only weak people go to counseling. And that is not the case. Strong people go to counseling because strong people, people that want better for themselves and have courage, want to face those things and deal with those things so they can be better people, so they can be better for their kids, they can be better for themselves, so they can enjoy their lives, right? So another form of treatment is medication. Now, this is not a cure. Um, and I just want to share the medication with you because of the fact that a lot of people are against it. And I understand to each his own. For me, what I love is that my my actual primary care doctor and my counselors wanted the best for me, right? So the first time that I tried to go to counseling a, f a few years ago, um, the counselor looked at me and said, or asked me a few questions. And he was like, you need to go to your doctor. I cannot treat you. I cannot provide you with counseling services because 
you're not capable of going through this and it's just gonna it's just not gonna work because your chemicals are probably off and I was like what I had gotten so stressed out so depressed that the 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 chemicals in my head in my brain in my head in my in my brain the they just the transmitters were not popping off correctly right so there was two chemicals that just weren't popping off correctly and so was causing me to stay in a state of depression and causing me to not be able to get out of it and um, it was only going to get it was never going to get better it was never going to get better just by praying and talking about it because the chemicals in my brain had to get balanced again so that was a conversation that I had to have personally with my doctor she um, you know did some tests and we found out the two Um, chemicals that weren't popping off the way they should have been and it all had to do with stress the stress kicked me into that depression and just threw my chemicals off so that's what I'm telling you like you got to take care of yourself and so what I love is my doctor's not one to want to put me on meds for everything right so it was like okay we'll do it let's see six months if you're doing okay but you must do it in conjunction with your counseling not just do the meds, you got to do the counseling as well. And I was like, cool, because she knew I really like I felt like I don't want to be on meds. Like I, you know, just the thought of it, it made me sad, you know, but I needed it. I was not going to get better without it. And sure enough, six months did my counseling as well. I was able to get off and she still they still monitored me to make sure, you know, I was OK. And I did. And here we are, you know. And um, so that was not a bad thing. But that's something, you know, that. There are some mental um, situations, um, everybody's different. Some people do have to be on medications forever and other people, it might just be that you're so stressed out that you may need it temporarily. I'm Again, again I'm not a doctor. I'm just sharing with you my situation. Um, another big part is your self-care, right? Exercise is part of self-care. You got to be careful with some of this because some of us will go out of our way um, you might be having those negative responses. Remember and one where it's like you keep yourself busy so you're going to work out for like five hours and exhaust yourself so you don't have to deal with yourself. Uh, I'm not talking to that extreme, but at least 20, 30 minutes um, of something that, you know, makes you feel better and it's healthier. And the more you move, the better you feel and you start releasing different chemicals in your body that continue to improve how you feel. Another thing is... Um, Breathing techniques, that's something that helped me a lot this last time this year. It has helped me a lot. And I, I sh- learned two um, different breathing techniques. Um, one was for whenever I'm at work and I started to feel like kind of anxious. And so it was breathe in through my mouth for five seconds and then breathe out slowly for two seconds, right? And so, oh no, it was... Breathe in for five seconds, hold it for two seconds, and then breathe out through my mouth for five seconds. And um, and there was a significance to breathing in through my mouth because I know we sh- it's usually breathing through your nose. But the significance of breathing in through my mouth when I w- whenever I was focusing on a thought, on a negative thought, or something that caused me anxiety, and it usually was a thought, you know. The reason for breathing in through my mouth was because I would have to think about breathing in through my mouth so that would distract me 
from the thought that I was struggling with. So now instead of thinking about that thought, I'm thinking, okay, I got to breathe in through my mouth, right? So it w- it actually takes thought to breathe in through your mouth when you're doing your breathing exercise, right? So that was one. So that's something that may help some of you if you have a situation. I also had learned to plant my feet on on the ground um, whenever I was thinking. And this was like more of when I was going through that traumatic situation, right? After I finally got out of that situation, I was, you know, doing my therapy, uh, my counseling. And so one of the things that I had to do was plant my feet on the ground and just do my breathing and relax my shoulders And I would have to do my breathing, right? But I had to tell myself, you're no longer in that situation. You're not in that danger. You're not in that pain. Um, It can't hurt you any more than it already did. You're okay. You know, I had to plant my feet and I had to, you know, think about those things. I had to, because sometimes it was, like just thinking about the situation took me back to that pain that that fear um whatever I was feeling at the moment and I would just get triggered like I would get triggered by certain things certain smells and it was like I would just start feeling this ugliness and so I would as soon as I did I started to learn to plant my feet and then remind myself that the worst pain that that thing caused me already happened and it's not hurt it can't hurt me no more you know so that was a big one uh muscle relaxation was another one that I did. And that one I would do, I would start off with my breathing. Now that one I would breathe in five seconds through my nose, hold it for five and then release for five. And then I would focus on my muscles. I would start off and it's like from head to toe. And you just do it. You can do it lying down uh, or you should be lying down. And so you like tense up your muscles from your head and your shoulders and you relax them. You tense up your arms and you relax them. You tense up like your chest and you relax them. Abdomen, relax them and so on and so on. You go, you know, all the way down. And that's stuff that you can find online too. Um, But those, the breathing techniques, muscle relaxation, that was helpful for me. It helped me be able to rest good at night because remember I told you um, last episode that sometimes we stay in this alert sense of or alert, alert mode and we are tense, our body's tense, and it doesn't relax. Well, the the muscle relaxation actually makes you realize, like, you're like, okay, I got to tense up this. And it's already tense. It's like, but actually thinking about relaxing it causes you to have to relax it. So it was helpful in that sense as well. Um, the other thing is to connect with others. A lot of times when you go through traumatic events, and we talked about that where you disengage, right? It can be a support group, maybe of others that have gone through the same experience. They may have experienced the same trauma. Um, And it can be maybe your family, any safe people that you trust that are understanding and really honestly that you just want to spend time with. You don't have to talk about your trauma if you don't want to. It's up to you. Now, you know, if you have a counselor, yeah, it would be best if, you know, if you want to get better. But what I'm saying is like, when you connect with others, the connection doesn't have to be because of the trauma. Because sometimes there are some individuals that will be there for you when you're broken, when you're in that broken state. And there are some that want to be rescuers. And that's part of their, like, whatever they've been through, they just feel better when they rescue people. And it could just be that just that's the type of person they are. But at the same time, sometimes when they're, you don't need any more rescuing, then you don't find them because they just prefer to be around people that they have to rescue. And at that, you don't want it to ever be like any connection you would have, you have with anyone. You always want it to be because of 
of the two of you because of the friendship, the intimacy that you have, the the way, you know, that you're able to connect and talk. But it doesn't have to, you don't have to talk about your trauma. You know, you're just because even if somebody says, well, you know, I just want to understand better where you're coming from. So what happened? It is totally up to you if you're comfortable about talking. And that's something that I will not press people about. Like, even if I know they went through something, I'm not going to ask them, you know, I will just want to know, are you okay? You're doing okay? You need anything? You know, I know you've been through some stuff. I don't need to know exactly what. And I'm not saying I don't care because you can also be traumatized by hearing other people's trauma that they went through. It can cause you to get traumatized. Um, So that's another thing too. Like you got to be careful with those type of things because um, I was reading in, in something else where there's different types of trauma, right? And then there was one where if you witness, you know, a violent act towards someone or you witnessed, you know, someone else getting assaulted, you or, or you or a lot of times too, like counselors, they have to hear our trauma where it, it, it can be a bit traumatic for them as well. So, um, I know for me in the years that I have, um, counseled other people and been there for other people that, um, there are some stories that have stuck to me, stuck with me to this day that, um, I can't, erase and the person just had to share what they went through but it was pretty intense and pretty serious so again my point is connect with others don't isolate yourself when you isolate yourself you make yourself weaker but when you connect with others and when you connect with the right people um, that will help you find strength it will help you um, become more hope hopeful of your situation and then if you connect with a, a group that has actually like it's a support group that deal that's other people that have dealt or gone through the situation you went through it makes you feel like you're not alone you know and you can hear sometimes it's helpful to hear everybody is in different um, phases of their healing and so it's good to hear like someone that's in the beginning and you're in the beginning and you hear what they say and you're like, oh, okay, so it's normal because this is how I feel. Or there may be some that are further in the healing and you have something to look forward to or, you know, you can relate to them, you know. So it's it's a good thing to connect with others. But again, connect with the right people. And then another thing is having a balanced lifestyle is good for you. Um, making time for the things that you love to do. Um, I know one of the things for me that my counselor told me to do, she said, every day, every single day, find, make 15 minutes to do something that you love to do. 15 minutes and do that thing that you love to do. Whether it's spending time with your grandchild, whether it's talking to a good friend, 15 minutes every day. You know, it could be, um, I don't know, eating ice cream, whatever your thing is, right? Well, I don't know about eating ice cream for 15 minutes, but, you know, having coffee, you know, that's my thing. Oh, I love coffee. Coffee makes me so happy, but <laughs> I love coffee. Don't judge me. Um, healthy diet also helps. Um, not taking in too many, too many sugars and healthy diet. Like sometimes that's a little bit like I will feel stressed out. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to eat healthy. What I got to eat? And I know all the veggies and stuff that I got to eat. But sometimes I'm like, oh, I really don't want to eat that. Or um, if I try to meal prep, then I got to make time to meal prep. So don't stress yourself out, please. Just find a healthy diet that works for you. Okay. And healthy meaning like 
try to not take in too many fatty foods, too much sugars, you know, and after that, like, you know what, talk to your doctor, there's a certain diet that you need to be on. Don't take my advice because I am not the healthiest eater, okay? Because I love to have me some hamburgers and pizza and stuff like that. So, but I don't eat that every day, okay? So I try to, you know, balance my meals. Sleep, sleep is very important. Um, Only you know how much sleep you need. I got a lot of sleep this weekend and I'm so happy for that. And then also um, trying to avoid alcohol and drugs is something that is a balanced lifestyle as well. Because you may be um, seeking those things, seeking relief from those things. And alcohol is actually a downer. And so if you're feeling depressed, it's really going to make you feel more depressed. It's not really going to help uplift your um, spirit. It's not going to make you feel better you know, because it's a downer. Um, And then drugs, of course, there are just so many different consequences to using drugs. So I would pray that you don't go that route. I think there was something else I wanted to share with you, but I can't remember now. I should have written it down. So anyways, I hope that you find this helpful. Again, I am not a counselor. I'm just sharing with you some of the things that have helped me. I'm learning with you. Um, like I said, those four responses like were really eye openers for me. You know, um, because with trauma, I've known different types of trauma and different types of you know abandonment that people feel and face. But for me, um, I know that. I, I was not aware. Uh, I hadn't thought about I mean, I know sometimes people freeze during times of trauma, but the fight and flight I was more familiar with, but I really didn't ever think of positive uh, responses. I always saw those, well, some of, well, I guess I saw a little bit of the positive, but not really, you know, um, but I like went, like it being broken down like that, you know, like the fight response, I was like, oh, wow, you know, like it's it's good that there's, you know, they broke it down and, and shared the positives and the negatives, you know, because then you can recognize them. And that's the thing, too, is is being able to recognize some of those things. Like, I feel like that just brings a big freedom to your life, you know. So that's what I want. I want for for myself to continue to grow, to continue to be able to um, be a positive influence in those around me and 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 my community. So. I hope that you find this helpful. And of course, I would love your feedback. Um, If you want to share anything, um, it doesn't have to be negative stuff. I I enjoy the positive stuff as well. I want to do a shout out to the men out there. Um, I just want to tell you guys that there are plenty of us and there are men and women. But I just want to speak to you as a woman I'm rooting for you men to be able to um, find healing, be able to heal, be able to find a place of peace and comfort to where you can actually be able to face the trauma that you have experienced. Because I know women are not the only ones that experience trauma. Men do too. And I just want you to know that you are included in my thoughts and my prayers. And when I talk about these things, I'm thinking of men as well, because men go through these things as well. Men experience sexual abuse, men experience um, child abuse, um, and men experience abandonment. Men have been taken advantage of, they have been abused verbally, physically, um, emotionally, and I feel like more emotionally and mentally. So, you know, let's 
try to make a safe place for men to be able to express themselves and not and 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 stop being so machismo for for some of you that are machismo and then for others of you that that are broken and have that victim mentality you know you don't have to stay in that place um you can find that place um god created you with a purpose as a man and and that's a, it's a beautiful thing and so to try to get to that place is something that you know you don't have to do it by yourself um like i speak to all of us men women children teenagers you know don't matter how old you are don't matter what race you are doesn't matter your gender all of us need healing all of us have experienced trauma and for those of us that are healing have healed and can offer that healing let's make it a safe place for others to heal you know it doesn't hurt it doesn't take that much energy now be wise please 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 be wise of who you help as well. Don't ever put yourself in a situation where you're going to have to compromise who you are. When we talk about compromising with people, it's like meeting them halfway. But when I say the don't compromise in a negative way, I mean, don't put yourself in a place where you could possibly lose your peace, where you could actually destroy the healing that you have developed so far. Don't do that. Don't sacrifice your healing, don't sacrifice your peace, don't sacrifice who you are for anybody else. You, whatever sacrifices you do decide to make, whatever work you put into it, make sure you're putting that work into yourself first because how can you help others if you are not helping yourself? Remember to love yourself. Um, Be kind. You know, we talk about be kind to humans, be a kind human. Okay, be a kind human to yourself. You know, and so that's going to be my challenge for this week. My challenge for this week is for you to look in the mirror or you don't have to look in the mirror, but tell yourself something kind, even if it's one thing, at least one kind thing, say at least one kind thing to yourself. And um, also, I want you to think about this the next time that you are beating yourself up and calling yourself stupid, because a lot of people do that. It gets on my nerves. It drives me crazy when people say, oh, my God, I'm so stupid. I used to say, I don't say that now. I'm like, I didn't call myself stupid. No, thanks, because I'm going to be stupid. But instead of saying those negative things to yourself, say something positive, something kind to yourself. The other homework, if you want to do it, you know, think about those uh, responses um, see if you have been, um, living in those negative responses to, um, trauma and see how you can develop the positive ones. You know, um, nothing has to go to waste. The trauma that you went through does not have to go to waste. You can use it to help others, but for right now you can heal from that trauma. When you go through the healing, like the trauma, it changed a part of your life, it changed who you are. But when you go through your healing, though, you tell that trauma, you didn't take me down. You have made, you may have knocked me down, but you didn't kill me. You didn't destroy me. I'm building back up. So I'll leave you with that. Again, Voice of V, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, You can hear uh, the podcast. It is on Spotify, um, Google Podcast, and a few others. And um, if you need the links, um, just reach out to me on Instagram. I have a page on Facebook, and um, you can reach out to me, send me DMs if there's anything that I can help you with. Thanks for listening, and I will see you 
uh, or be with you next week. Have an amazing week. Have a wonderful week. Remember, practice those boundaries. Love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Take care. Hasta luego.